Note, this is the first part in a four-part series on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For full understanding, it is important to receive this series in numerical order. The business controller said to me, I could never embrace the born-again experience. My mother-in-law would never stand for it. That sounds strange, but being free to believe is a freedom that the vast majority of this world does not enjoy. It is, in fact, an individual struggle that each of us must seek to master. Tell me the truth, the world shouts. But what it really meant is, tell me what I want to hear. Years ago, I was witnessing uh, to a Jewish man, highly placed in the Jewish community nationally, as well as in his local synagogue. I had discussed Christ with him over several years. During this particular conversation, I sensed that he was seriously considering Jesus Christ as the King of the Jews. I told him the day that he closed his mind to the wooing of the Holy Ghost as a result of his fear of the loss of status in the Jewish community and being thrown out of the synagogue would be the day of his doom. Many sit in congregations which they know are not embracing the whole truth. They are afraid to acknowledge the obvious truth for fear of being uh, frowned upon and ostracized. Several years ago, I sat in a huge doctrinal debate. The pastor presiding over the affair asked a particular deacon in the congregation, What do you think, brother? The deacon answered, I believe what you believe. He didn't have the foggiest idea of what was in the balances. In the deacon's case, he was willing to follow the leadership's position without a serious personal investigation of the issue. Are you free to believe all that you find written in the Word of God? Are you willing to follow the truth regardless of the consequences? Typically, one's answer to this question is yes. But be certain that entrance to the gates of truth is not casually or even easily attained. The issue we'll examine in this series is one of, if not the most polarizing doctrines of the Word of God. God said, man said, understands that we will become the enemy of many for declaring the scriptural position on this matter, but the message is too foundationally critical to neglect. Galatians 4.16 comes to mind. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? First, let it be known, as has been recited on this website many times, God said, man said, has no denominational affiliation. Denomination, by definition, means division. Jesus Christ created the body of Christ, which fully transcends religious organizations founded only partially on the Word of God. Several decades ago, a particular congregation of a particular denomination challenged our small country fellowship to a debate. They were rather feisty and told one young brother through which the challenge came that they were going to straighten out their pastor's doctrinal errors. I told the brethren that went with me to the debate that only three things could result from the meeting, and in each regard we would be successful. One, they through the scriptures would show us our doctrinal errors and we would immediately conform. Two, we through the scriptures would show them their doctrinal errors, or three, a combination of one and two. When the confident challengers entered the room, their leader presented a stack of a dozen books or so. We arrived with only one book in hand, the Bible. Armed with their helps and aids, the challengers immediately attempted to take authority over the proceedings, at least until two basic questions were asked. One, can we agree that on the grounds of age, scholarship, geography, and weight of extent documents that the authorized King James Version is the unquestioned authority? They answered yes. Two, will you agree that no doctrine will, pre will be presented for consideration unless it can be fully supported in the Bible with chapter and verse? They answered yes. 
One brother from our camp correctly deduced that all books except for the Bible had been eliminated. This is part one in a four-part series on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The scriptures alone will be the authority. In this series, we will address the following ten questions. One, what is the first commandment Christ gives his church? Two, are people automatically baptized with the Holy Ghost the day they are saved? Three, how did the saints of old get baptized with the Holy Ghost? Four, how did the apostles recognize one was baptized with the Holy Ghost? Five, what is the purpose of the baptism with the Holy Ghost? Six, do Christians get baptized with the Holy Ghost today? Seven, were the baptism of the Holy Ghost gifts of the Spirit and miracles only for the days of the apostles? Eight, do the baptism with the Holy Ghost and the nine gifts of the Spirit serve separate functions? 9. Is speaking with new tongues a phenomenon that began in 1906? Is that which is perfect already come? 10. How can a Christian receive the baptism with the Holy Ghost today? If you intend to participate in this series, you will need a copy of the authorized King James Version of the Bible. If you don't have a KJV, click on to Genesis Networks on the web. Prepare for supernatural dynamics. <laughs>